calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. a pop culture academic symposium. Mm-hmm. We're the pop culture professors, and we are you know, smart people talking dumb topics. We sure are. That smart person is Caitlin Bitsagai. Hi, hi. And that smart person is Lauren Brickman. <laughs> Damn it, you still aren't falling for it. Every time I think this will be the week that you fall into the <laughs> trap and call me a dumb topic, and it just never happens. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Ever since you <sighs> let me in on your plan. <laughs> now you know. To trick me. <laughs> I, I I've carefully avoided it. <laughs> Ugh, I've, I've really ruined my own plans. Anyways, we're the professors of pop culture, and it's a it's a a real a real question that we all have to consider about the education system when we realize that Caitlin and I not only have advanced degrees, but we are part of other people achieving them. That's like a wild thing. Well, right. we've known that education needs reform for a while. Yeah. And and now <laughs> we're really getting the word out. That's what I think this podcast is really about. Like, is it about pop culture? Yes. Is it also a cry for education reform? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mostly. Most mostly. Uh, but, you know, if you if you're sticking with us, if you're if you're if you're still here, then you're here for all the right reasons, which is to get in on the great stands of the moment. Caitlin, what are you obsessively a fan of right now? Like, what are you standing? Okay, mine. Okay, everyone knows that I love The mm-hmm. Crown and that I we love do. Gillian Anderson and that they're coming together for the first time ever. And I haven't watched it yet and I won't have time to watch it for a while. So right now I'm just standing anticipating The Crown. <laughs> 
I have downloaded it all to my phone. Why? I don't know. I just needed it to feel close to me, even though I just don't have time to watch it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, just, uh, it's just so close to me and I carry it with me everywhere I go. And I'm so happy. I'm, first of all, thank you for still recording the podcast this week because the fact that you didn't just say, I need this hour and a half of my day to watch The Crown, it really shows your commitment to the show, to our friendship, to, to, to the yes. stand stand. So it thank you. It is true. The other question I have is, because I, this is where I'm trying to figure out where how we're biologically different mm-hmm. because we are so similar in so many ways. But how why how are you able to hold off watching it? Like, how are you not just like making choices to make yourself be able to watch it? Because I really want to enjoy it and okay. I really want to watch probably all of it in a row, if maybe okay. two sittings. And I just it won't be fulfilling for me if I have like anxiety about all the work I need to do that 50 okay. minutes is just not going to be as fun as it could be and I don't want to take wow. that away from all the work Jillian did to okay. create the role of Margaret Thatcher all the work Olivia Coleman is doing um that guy who plays Prince Charles he's great <laughs> wow so you're saying that not being a ball of anxiety can actually make your viewing experience more pleasurable yeah have you ever tried the first thing no yeah no, I've never, never. Okay. Just, I've just never a thought. Done it. Just a thought. Maybe for 2021. Just, maybe, maybe in 2021. Hmm, I don't know. Okay. I was just curious because sometimes we, you know, it's so interesting because sometimes we're right on pace together watching shows at the same time. And then suddenly you're on season two and I'm on season, you know, 55 of a completely new series. Right. And I just always wonder where those gaps in time are. I'd assumed it was because you have a husband and a meaningful relationship in your life. But... This makes sense, too, that you actually set yourself up for more joy. Yeah. I really Mm -hmm. can't enjoy things if I'm, like, stressed, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that I fully enjoy things either. I just... (laughs) I fully consume them. This is just... This is helpful. This is really helpful. Okay, you know what, what are you standing this week? (laughs) Well... You know, I saw that uh, you were talking about the crown and my stand of the week. It's not a piece of pop culture, but it is it's a type of tea. Okay. And uh, we all know I'm getting really into tea right now. And uh, I got my tea subscription service. And because it's my birthday this month, they sent me birthday cake tea, which y'all birthday cake tea. So fun. That is fun. Loving it. It's so fun. And they sent like five different companies make a different birthday tea. So I got like one sachet of five different kinds in my little like tea club. And it was so fun. So that's my stand right now. Birthday cake tea. (laughs) I love it. I don't know. I'm like 95 years old. I I remind myself of my grandmother's roommate towards the end of her life uh, at her hospital. Like all I do is I just watch my stories and I drink my tea and, and I do so in a quiet corner that nobody visits. And that is who I am. And that's okay. That's okay. That's a choice. Okay. It's, a cho- it, it, it's an act of choice. And I was living this way before the pandemic. So. Oh, yeah. No, no. It has yeah, nothing to do no. with that. No, it's Did, been like this. You just found out about the pandemic like last yeah, week. Yeah. No, I've, I I hadn't <laughs> wanted to ask what was going on. I ju- it's rude. Don't ask. It felt rude. It felt rude. It felt like I hadn't, I needed, but I finally, you know, you were very kind and off ca- off air finally explained <laughs> to me what had been going on. And thank you for that. Um, but you know what? I think we can both agree. The thing, something that we always stand. Five star reviews. We love five star reviews. We're obsessed with them. And we got a new one from Ms. Clark, MZ. We love that. We love first that. First of all, mm-hmm. the, the subject is love this show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Get right Thank to you. it, Ms. Clark. Thank you. And then it just says, 
They say they dumb, but they not. Honestly, that's the nicest thing anyone said to yeah, me it's in probably 10 years. It's like not true, but I appreciate Ms. Clark taking the time to do that. Yes, they say they dumb, but they not. I'm I'm I've talked to our graphic designer. I'm hoping we can get some merchandise because <laughs> this is my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're going to be carrying tote bags to say that for <laughs> years to come. Let ugh, dreams come true. So that's all I know. I mean, and speaking of someone else who's timeless and whom we give a five star review to today's guest. <laughs> that's right, folks. We, we got a real dream in the making here. That's because we got Eric Cunningham on the show. Hello. Hey, <laughs> timeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Oh, like I'm a weird ghost that haunts a hotel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that that was. Thanks for having me. This is. Exciting. We're so excited to. S- First of all, it's so nice to see your face. Oh yes. Well, likewise. Uh, um. Uh, uh. It's so good to see. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in. Well, I mean, because of the whole pandemic. Um. In a long, long time. Yes. Yeah. It's horrible, but you're you're so close. You're our guest, physically closest to me. <laughs> oh yes, in Jersey you're City. Just probably a hundred uh, yards away from me, but. <laughs> I do. I I do feel an obligation, Eric, to let you know, like it's I know we haven't seen you or talked to you in a while, but like I feel like it hasn't been that long because the fact that you live so close to Caitlin comes up fairly regularly when we're talking. Like it's just something that we've talked about a lot. And he lives right there. Uh, He lives right there. And I know I don't think we've discussed the fact that that uh, Chili's is gone. The Chili's is gone. And <laughs> there's a Chili's right nearby. Both of us will know That is truly. I went there twice because of different people who live in New York who love Chili's and wanted to come. <laughs> it was one of the worst Chili's ever. And I, what what I find funny <laughs> yeah. is I believe it was shut down because like Chili's was like we cannot stand by this restaurant with our name on it because <laughs> it, what it was extremely popular. I mean it was making mm-hmm. money. So I don't oh, yeah. know. I feel like it was an an honor issue for the Chili's restaurants. <laughs> you want to bring down the whole brand from that one? I will say that's the the first meal I had in Jersey City. My wife and I were just like just moved in, and uh, we're like, "Well, where are we going to eat?" I was like, "Well, I've already looked ahead. There's a Chili's around the corner." So we went. And that, that was a welcome meal to Jersey City. The service was incredibly bad, but but we miss you, Chili's, and uh, you know, God willing, they never take that cheesecake factory away from us. <laughs> That's a great oh cheesecake God. factory. I've actually been to that cheesecake factory. Um, I would I would be devastated if y'all lost that yes, cheesecake factory. Yes, Lauren and I went to that cheesecake factory on my birthday in 2019. And, and thank God for a carpe diem moment because <laughs> couldn't go this year. <laughs> nope, nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever been, but it's... Maybe I'll, maybe Eric, on the other walk. side of this, I we, we've got a date. We're all going to cheesecake factory. Yes. So. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> done. <laughs> Done and done. In. When I first moved to New York, uh, I I don't know if you, our mutual friend Rebecca Bentley, uh, we would go to all the I don't I forget the term we use, but it's like a little fast casual. We went to Red Lobster, mm-hmm. we went to Outback Steakhouse, we would just made a tour of all those uh, Olive Gardens and all that thing. It was it was fantastic. I loved it so much. And then we ran out of places where we've seen them all. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of those. Well, wow. I guess it's time to circle around the block and start handing them a second time. That's right. Well, well, shockingly, this is not the topic of this. <laughs> this week's podcast is not fast casual chain restaurants, though. Maybe we should call an audible right here. <laughs> I feel like it won't be the last time they're mentioned, but it is oh, not. It not. is not actually the centerpiece, Caitlin. No, 
Today we are talking, and this is a topic I wanted to do forever and we have not had the perfect guest for it until today. We are talking daytime talk shows. Yeah. And our <laughs> guest, Eric, is uh, works for the amazing Drew Barrymore show. Yeah. Uh, That's right. So, yeah. I mean, there's just... <laughs> It's what we needed in a pandemic. She's coming in and spicing it up. <laughs> now, I truly, truly. Eric, we always like to set our listeners at ease, sort of like the first day of class. Let them know what our credentials are so they know who is leading them through the discussion. Now, Caitlin, your credentials for this week's episode are pretty, pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah. So um, I was not an active kid. Mm-hmm. In the summer, I would just watch daytime <laughs> television from like 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Like, I would just watch it all day. And it was, looking back, questionable, but here I am. And uh, I did uh, host a View parody show at UCB mm-hmm. for, for years yeah. uh, called The Female Gaze. And we were able to book Rosie O'Donnell and we met her. And that was super fun. I know. Yeah. I was a guest on that yes, show. Yes, you were. You were. I was there. And I am shocked. When we booked Eric to record this episode, you know, I thought that might also be my credit. But somehow, shockingly, in 2020, I was able to add to my list of credentials and can now proudly say that I have <laughs> had a one-on-one Zoom conversation with Ricky Lake. <laughs> <laughs> that happened between mm-hmm. us emailing mm-hmm. and right yeah. now. Oh, like, okay, well, how did that happen? <laughs> I had been doing a lot of like at the at the colleges where I work. We've been doing we were doing a lot of like voter registration drives and like stuff like that. And there was this thing that happened called like the the night before the election, and in like a last ditch effort to try to get more students uh, in various states enrolled, they did like this telethon for America, where a lot of like celebrities got on a giant Zoom call to try to like drive voters. And there was this thing where you could like pledge that you're going to vote to try to encourage others. So like I got this email about it and I was like, okay, I signed it. And then I like shared it with my classes that day being like, just check, blah, 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 blah. And then like forgot that I had done it. I think I like posted about it because Joshua Jackson, who famously is um, the patron saint of the show, who like trying to figure out how Caitlin and I could someday (laughs) meet him was really the origin story of how this podcast came to be. Um, I saw he was going to be one of the guests. So I was like, okay, cool, 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 whatever. Forgot that I filled it out. At like 8.30 on the night before the election, I get this email with a link to a Zoom call being like, hey, you've been selected. Um, we can't guarantee you if you will 100% meet a celebrity or what celebrity it will be, but you join the Zoom call and like take your chances. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> so take your chances. It was like so interesting. <laughs> so I was like in the Zoom where a producer like had to make sure that like, I don't know, I was wearing clothes and there was nothing weird going on. So they like checked to make sure I was like, not dangerous and they're like okay just wait in this like private breakout room on zoom and at some point a celebrity's gonna enter the zoom and you'll have three minutes to talk to them and mine was ricky lake and we were both kind of like had the strangest three minute conversation but i got to tell her that i played her in my college production of women's congress and it was great hold on (laughs) But I guess I'm kind of like, if it's to get the college vote out, is anyone in college, like, they didn't grow up watching the same way that we did. No, I don't. I, like, truly, like, it was the most chaotic thing. It was truly... Truly, the most. <laughs> yeah, what would thing. that was just for what you? What would someone yeah. even under 
I feel like we're younger. We're on the younger side of knowing who Ricky Lake is. Like, who? Well, is someone even thirty? Yeah. What would they? Well, I, in retrospect, yeah. I don't know if that. If I had just assumed it was like a get out the youth vote event, <laughs> and it wasn't, or. <laughs> Did you what stumble did you into attend? her family Zoom? <laughs> but it was weird. But then the even... Yeah, it's like Lake family <laughs> Sunday meeting. <laughs> well, the funniest part was, and I showed, I sent Caitlin this text, but the funniest part was when the private Zoom ended, they like throw you back to the big Zoom party. And for a minute, producers forgot that I wasn't the celebrity. And so my face <laughs> was just on this giant Zoom with all of the celebrities for a minute. And it was... you sent me that and it took my brain the better part of an hour to even figure it out like what was happening because like it was like you joshua jackson ricky lake there were a couple other odd people and it just looked like you were all talking like you all had a production meeting i would love to see you should make that photo your um twitter header or whatever (laughs) yeah oh Ew, that uh, I'll amazing. be sure. So I'll be sure to post it on our uh, on our We Stand social account. But that's so. What, what was Ricky like? She was very nice. Oh. We talked about how she got her kids registered. I talked about registering my students. We talked about how nervous we were. And then when I told her I played her in my women my women's congress, she was like, "Oh, me or Tracy Turnblad?" I was like, "No, you." I, I was Ricky Lake, and then we talked about. I don't know. It got it got a little weird for me. Oh we talked about God. how like. <laughs> And then we talked about Tracy and how she was like fighting for social justice, and does, we talked about her talk show. Have the highest confidence or the lowest confidence in the world? To be like, <laughs> I don't know. By then, me, do you mean Tracy Turnblad? And I was like, from nineteen eighty eight. Nope, I played you, the talk show host. Um, we talked about that, and then as I was trying to tell her how meaningful, uh, meaningful uh, Mass Singer was to me, that's when the three minutes ended. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. She was really, really Wait, nice, though. She was lovely. Why, why is Mass Singer meaningful? Oh, that, that show is just so... I can see how it's a fun oh, show. Oh, it's the best. I just meant that, like, I loved it, and I love that she did it. Oh. <laughs> I just was having fun. Was it like, <laughs> there's really nothing beyond it. that. I don't know. I was trying to be fun. Oh, that you, like, reconciled with a family member over Mass Singer or something. <laughs> oh, my you know, God. I will say, my dad and I get much better. Like, we, 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 we can conversate conversate converse much easier about mass singer than anything else i think so what if that. she was like do you mean me or the raven from mass singer <laughs> <laughs> the other the other best part of this was that like some of the celebrities were doing like all night like private meetings she had a really finite amount of time so she also revealed i think this is the ol- you're the only person i'm gonna meet tonight i'm like ricky lake signed in <laughs> she met one person and it was my ass and it's so God. weird it's so weird <laughs> The pandemic is the worst thing that ever happened to us, but at the same time, there's just moments of truly <laughs> bliss that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Un- Everything's unraveling. <laughs> it's very wild. So, Eric, I already kind of blew up. Your your main cred is your writer for the Drew Barrymore show, but have you always been a daytime talk show fan, or is this... Something you're getting yes. into. Yes. Uh, so, Caitlin, like you, I, I was not an active uh, uh, yes. youth. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't watch daytime, but I would watch uh, USA's, like, uh, when they rerun all the, the sitcoms. So mm-hmm. uh, that that that's where we split. But then uh, one of my first jobs was I it, I worked on the show Best Week oh, Ever awesome. as a PA. 
and uh, the way they can't watch all the TV. So what they do is they just take everybody on the staff and you all right. split up at different shows. So I was assigned both Tyra <gasps> and the Dr. Phil show. So I watched a uh, an absurd win. amount of both of those shows. Win, 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 yes. win, so, uh, win. You, <laughs> that's we will not background. be talking about Tyra today just because I already did what? a full presentation we did a on whole Tyra episode. in a different episode. <laughs> we, we did an episode all Tyra about episode. Tyra Banks. A Tyra, so I mean, please go back and listen to our episode with J.W. Crump where we, we hit <laughs> Tyra hard. But if you need to bring up Tyra at any time, of course, yeah. do. I, of course, I mean, it's going to come up. I appreciate that at work they had to like assign you shows, but I would have, did any of you like take the challenge to be like, I will prove you wrong and watch all the shows? Well, there's you. I mean, you can't like we had a we had a we had a roster where mm-hmm. it was like I don't okay. know. I would guess a Lauren's gonna shows. go back in time and be a PA on this show to prove. I want to know. I want to know how many shows a week I could actually have kept up with. Oh, and I'm just giving you the daytime. Ones. Yeah, I also did one hour of Good Morning America. <gasps> I also had. Um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on. Uh, oh, I did the View oh, as well. Okay. Oh, I, know why I didn't do that one. Um, uh, what else? I had a bunch of not so many of the nighttime ones, or I'm forgetting what they are. But yeah. like, uh, what was Secret Life of the American? Oh yeah, yeah. I never could. I did the reports on that, but I could never like follow it. Uh, <laughs> that... <laughs> I was just like, hey, here's what happened, but I don't know who any of these people are. That show was um, anyway, so. But yes, weird. Uh, uh, yes, it was. Weird. Oh, Dancing with the Stars that okay. season. I also did. Wow. Um, wow dream lots job. of just like you know, it sounds like the, the best I, it All truly right. was i was like this was amazing and like the best job and uh at the time even i knew yeah. it. i was like this rules <laughs> oh my god now uh, i know what my dream is pa on best work ever i need to figure out how to yes. go back in time because that's my dream job all right well yeah. now that i've identified my dream job and we've all clearly stated mm-hmm. how truly truly um advanced our credentials are i should say i think it's time to Big play time. a game i think so you know i love it eric a lot of celebs have tried the daytime talk show game and many have failed we're <laughs> they just didn't have what drew has oh we're gonna play you some clips uh from some failed celebrity daytime talk shows and you're going to tell us whose sh- whose show this it was okay so i just from audio. just from audio yes. All yeah, right, we're just going to play you an audio clip and you're going to guess who the host is. Okay. I would dream to be able to get up and do this every single day. So Kim just had her baby, everybody. When we come back, you know all those crazy rumors about Kim, Kanye, and Baby North, right? Well, I'm going to set you straight coming up next. <laughs> I got to say that's Chris that's Jenner. That's Chris Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one for me. Um, okay. Yeah. That, that show was just I, I'm actually kind of surprised it didn't work in the sense that she just could have on her family every single episode and she did yeah and the the biggest guest it also I believe uh, had the a massive studio like it was built to be like the foyer of a mansion right, right? that is what it looked like yeah 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 um uh, very uh, uh I'm I am actually surprised that didn't that didn't succeed more. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You can, you can get the biggest guests well, in the world. Well, what's funny is that clip well. that we just heard is actually from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. On YouTube, there is no Kris Jenner show footage. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so that was on yeah. the, the regular it, it was, show. It they was did a bit about exactly. her talk show. So... <laughs> It is her talk show, but through the lens of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I could not find any actual The Kris Jenner show footage on YouTube. 
<laughs> it's wild. All right. Scrubs from time. All right. Well, Eric, you're one for one. We got four more clips. Okay. Let's see if we can keep this hot streak going. I'm ready. I am back with author, blogger, and animal expert Dave Mizajewski. David has a passion for everything that crawls, swims, climbs, or slithers around. And he's brought a few more of his exotic friends with him to meet me today. So what are we- <laughs> Who's that talk show host? I will guess Queen Latifah. <gasps> that <Yes>. is it. <laughs> I love that copy so much. <laughs> There's a lot there. He, he's a fan of anything that slithers around, and he's brought them to meet me. Not brought them to our show. Like, show. You got to meet Queen Latifah. Slithering unidentified animals. <laughs> I love it so much. It feels like she's so amped about the segment. Like, she seems excited about it. Oh yeah, I think she wanted to meet those <laughs> oh, animals. I, I I'm, I'm a fan of. Uh, I think I would. I, that wasn't a, a show as a sign, but I have watched clips of it. There is a great one where uh, who is the one who's like uh, who's the singer? Uh, Ellie Goulding. Oh yeah, Ellie Goulding was a guest on the show performing the song, whichever the, the big one that she had at the time. And there is a hard cut where you see Queen Latifah dancing to the song. And then immediately everyone in the audience is suddenly have glow sticks. Uh, it's online. It, it is a very fun clip. I mean, I'm not describing it well, uh, but uh, uh, worth checking out just to like really see tr- Queen Latifah trying to sell that we're into this song when clearly nobody was really it. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I will be finding Queen- that clip. <laughs> Queen Latifah has also been in Jersey City during the pandemic shooting a movie in Van Voorst Park. So really, maybe we can add her to our Cheesecake Factory group. <laughs> Hang out. I love it. I'm definitely on board. <laughs> All right. So far, Eric, you've gotten both right. Let's see if you can get number three. It's like it's, we have a band, we have a theme song, it's like a real show. <laughs> yeah, and did you hear that announcer at the beginning? Oh, he's so fancy, it's just so peppy and perfect. I was blanking on her day. Uh, uh, that's Megan Mullally. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> that was her first uh, show oh. back in 2004. Um, she seemed nervous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy because she's so funny. I, I, that's another one where I would have thought absolutely a slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the history of all these, if these were all canceled or if sometimes people were like, oh, this is really every day and I can't also oh, do movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder that too. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a, there's, there's a lot between the, the dream and the reality to sort of like have to come to terms with. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, uh, I think she, I didn't watch the clips, but I think if she wasn't great, she would have been great. And maybe she decided to leave that life behind. Sometimes you got to <laughs> leave that life behind. Sometimes you got to leave that life behind. And we got two more clips. Let's see if we can keep this going. Huh? Are you still smarting from that? You have your own show now. No. This fabulous show. No, I just wanted to. There was such a big moment in my life. I wanted to kind of just I wanted to know what you were feeling because I didn't. I felt like you didn't like me, to be honest with you. Well, you weren't so likable then. <laughs> That's Bethany Frankel, but I'm blanking on. I recognize the voice. Who's she talking to? She's talking to Martha Stewart. Ah, yes, okay. <laughs> because she, Bethany's first television show was she was on Martha Stewart's Apprentice, and she came in second. Oh. This was before Real Housewives or anything. And then she has, please, everyone watch that full interview. It is rough because what. 
Bethany thinks is going to happen is that she's going to keep mentioning that she lost and like she's going to get some sort of validation from Martha of like, you know, I always saw something in you. That's what she wants to hear. And Martha will not be giving that out. No, 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 no. Oh, Oh my God. I will definitely watch that clip. It's beautiful. Just watch. Bethany just gets... It's, there's a part where she's like, well, you did well, though. I mean, there the, are hundreds of people applied for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on the show. You just made it onto the show. Not what you did once you got no. Great. I mean. And also, oh, like, oh, God, it's just it's everything is beautiful. Everything's beautiful. All right. You're crushing it, Eric. You've gotten all of them right oh. so far. I have a good feeling. I think we're going to be five for five. But let's see. Uh-oh. Oh, come on. Thank you, Miss. All right. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time it is. Well, here it is. September 13th, 2004, Monday. And welcome to our first show. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in at home. Oh, please, uh, give a warm welcome to our announcer and my new pal, Erica Vitrini, ladies. <laughs> Hello, Erica. Hello, Hello Vitrini. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Who, uh, that's Tony Danza, but yeah, who, who, yeah. who? Are we supposed to know who Erica Vitrini is? I kept that in because I was confused, and I have since looked her up. She's like an actor. She ha- I think she's gone into, like, YouTubing and stuff, but no, at that time, absolutely not. But she, he acts like it's such a big deal that he's got. Yeah, Eric. Like, yeah, my new best friend. Oh, here she is. He's so like touched oh, to have it, that show. Wait, am I getting the name wrong? Was it Eric or Erica? Erica. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, you're saying yes. Oh, yes, it's yes. Yeah, he's tough to have it. Uh, um, so much he forgot what time it was. <laughs> this was from his first episode, and it has the most iconic guest lineup I've ever seen, which is Regis. Mm-hmm. Liza Minnelli, <laughs> and then okay. a segment about Tony's trip to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Where else is he gonna be? <laughs> I oh love it. Uh, was, was was Regis and, and Liza on the same? Uh, um, not uh, like sharing the couch. They were back to back. Back to back. Unfortunately, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, that though, uh, getting the two of them on the same couch. I'm so sad we never got it. That would have been. Wow. Well, uh, Eric, congratulations. Next time, Tony. You had 100%. You had 100%. Ooh, you, we ooh, we knew we had the right man for the job. There, there was no one else that could come in and get a five for five. Oh, I definitely almost missed Megan Mullally, though. I, that was a Hey, one. close, but but you still got it. You got the points. You're all there. And, you know, I think we're, we're going we're gonna to take a break for a moment. But when we come back, I have a theory to pose to you all about why some talk shows don't make it and some talk shows do and so i'm excited to pose my theory to you all and see what you think we'll be right back you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. 
Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. And <sighs> Caitlin, Eric, I'm 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 excited to get your thoughts on this because as we were preparing for the show this week, I was down a lot of rabbit holes about <laughs> talk shows that had big expectations and didn't really go where folks thought they would. And when I initially set out to prepare for today, my 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 original gut reaction was I'm going to have to do a thesis on the one season uh, <laughs> thought it was going to be a hit and it wasn't series Gabrielle, which was Gabrielle Cartier's talk show <laughs> from 1995 to 1996 because she famously left the cast of Beverly Hills 90210 to host a daytime talk show. But then her talk show only lasted one year after that. And I've always been fascinated by Gabrielle, especially because she went from she went from 90210 to a daytime talk show to not really acting a ton, but being the president of SAG-AFTRA. And like, what an interesting <laughs> journey. And This is a name I have literally never heard before. Gab- I, this, if that was on the quiz, I would have absolutely gotten it wrong. I've never heard that name Gabrielle before. Cartier is, uh, you, wow. No. Well, uh, this is supposed to be because you're a writer and not an actor, because it's a name that I have screamed a lot over the past few months because <laughs> I get so many emails from my alleged president um talking trying to talk to me but she's someone who's on my mind a lot mostly because she's in my inbox a lot uh but also because you know she's just had an interesting career and the fact that a stop along the way was this daytime talk show that people thought was going to be huge and just wasn't and so it got me thinking about all of these shows that like seemingly should have worked but just didn't and of course as you mentioned sometimes it's just that it's not what the stars thought they were setting up for like sometimes you just Mm got to walk away because you got to walk away but after reading many many think pieces over the past (laughs) few days about daytime talk shows my thesis is you got to have a gimmick. So before I jump in, I'm just going to share these lyrics from the musical Gypsy, uh, because I think Songtime <laughs> said it best. You can pull all the stops out till they call the cops out. 
grind your behind till your bend, but you gotta get a gimmick if you wanna get a hand. If you wanna get a hand. So, uh, my theory is most fail talk shows, yeah, I don't know. My theory is that most fail talk shows, daytime or otherwise, are suffering because they have an identity crisis. They're either trying to be everything for everyone or they're fighting against the grain um, and trying to be something that they're not, right? Like the idea, because it seems like so many of the like behind the scenes reports of I'm going to use Khloe Kardashian's talk show as an example was that like there was a lot of like energy enthusiasm from the network, from the fan base, from the talent. Like Khloe wanted to do it. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, I don't want to do it. Like everybody wanted it to work. But it was like nobody could really make a decision about like what the thing was going to be, right? Like what is her POV on the world? What does she offer? Like what's the lens that she's going to see the world through? And so because, you know, everyone from like the production office to the writer's room to like her mom had different points of view. And so they couldn't really figure out what it was. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, what? I was like, the long running shows, do they sort of have a thing? And I feel like they do. Like when you um, like when you think about Rosie O'Donnell, who was so, so, so successful mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. um, and Caroline Ray, who came after her, only lasted a season. And I was like, they have, you know, they check a lot of the same boxes. But the thing that Rosie had that Caroline, I don't think did was that Rosie was like, my thing is my gimmick is I'm a fan. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. and we love that here at this show because that's our whole thing. But it's like her thing was mm-hmm. I'm never going to be too cool because I'm a fan. Like I might be part of the Hollywood machine, but my gimmick is I'm a I'm a fan girl. Yeah. Right. I couldn't agree with this theory more. I think this is <laughs> you need to have a absolute thing. I, I, I mean, I'm sure people would bump on the word gimmick. Right. But I think you're dead right. Like that's that's Rosie's thing. I'm a fan. And you always go back to that North Star. A hundred percent. Because no matter what game you're building, no matter what segment you're going, you always go back to the POV is I'm going to be a fan. Like I've got to be excited yeah. about it. And the same thing with lover or hater, real or not, Ellen DeGeneres' thing was like be positive, be silly, be whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. and in her case, it turns out it was more of a gimmick than we probably wanted to believe. But like, <laughs> again, it's a really <laughs> tight, like, frame that everything's going to go through. And I think the same thing is where, like Kelly Clarkson's having a lot of success with her talk show and people were like kind of surprised. And I was like, I think it's because she's really got that energy of like a the girl next door. Like she's like the she's got that mm-hmm. like, you know, they when you know what your deal is. It's it works. And so I think all of these failed talk shows, the biggest issue other than a star maybe being like, oopsie, change my mind, don't actually like this, is when they <laughs> are, you know, either uncomfortable with the the frame that the, the folks around them want to put around them or they can't decide. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I'm trying to be so many different things. And it's like, no, 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 we don't want you to be a jack of all trades. <laughs> we want you to <laughs> find your lane, find your lane and yeah. drive down it. That's my theory. I mean, I, I, I agree. I even think that from my watching of Doctor Phil, it's like his thing is tough love. He's yeah, never yeah. going to be like express yourself, and you got to like it's going to be here's why you're wrong, and here's why you got to suck it up. Um, and it works. You're like that's what I'm going there for, and I know I'm going to get tough love and different flavors of it. 
um, and different scenarios, but we're going to get the same perspective and point of view. I, I strongly agree with this theory. Right. And that's why you can have different hosts on the same network because they're serving you something different. Like you go to Oprah and you get the, the hug, you go to Dr. Phil and he's going to lock you out of the house to learn a lesson and like being, yeah. and they go back to back so nicely. Yeah. yeah. You're so right. Also, Oprah was so smart as a producer of those spinoffs that Mm -hmm. she did that they each like Dr. Phil is a spinoff of Oprah, as is Dr. Oz and the Nate Berkus show. And they're all like they don't compete with her in any way. Like not that anyone competes with Oprah, but I mean, they they wouldn't. No. And they don't compete with each other either. Like she like none of her spinoffs. They're all scratching different itches. Yeah. And they all have a thing. And you wouldn't want to see a Nate Berkus segment on medical stuff and you wouldn't want to see a Dr. Oz segment on interior design as much as like, hey, maybe they want to dabble in that stuff. You like stay in your lane. Stay you know in what your, your thing lane. Is. Yes. And carve out a little kingdom. Like you don't have to be everything to everybody. The like the days of Phil Donahue are over. Like you're never going to appeal to everybody. No. It is. Yeah, that is. I am curious, like. Like Ellen, it does feel like she's acting like in a yes. role. She's playing Ellen on TV, mm-hmm. but she knows what that role is and 100%. she plays it very well. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if some other celebrities just either, yeah, they're either not comfortable with themselves or they haven't picked a character to do, <laughs> you know, like they haven't picked what the thing is going to be. Maybe coming from stand up is helpful sure. because that's so point of view driven. Right. Because you've cultivated your like persona after all those years, right? Like I think that's absolutely part of it. That's part of why stand ups. You know, talk show hosts that have a stand-up background, I think, are more effortless uh, sliding into that role um, than, like, I can see why Megan Mullally was probably nervous on day one of her show, because she's like, wait a second, what's the part? Well, Karen is such a heightened thing Mm -hmm. that people probably did somewhat expect to see that. Like, I mean, Karen hosting a talk show would be hilarious. And honestly, (laughs) there's still time. We can get that show. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Will Grace is not coming back. No. Let's just have Karen Walker. Just a full Stephen Colbert type (laughs) uh, character talk show. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. I I would definitely watch every day. It would be so good. But I think when her show premiered, I think that's the thing, too, is like sometimes like like hearkening back to my initial like sort of like inspiration for this with Gabrielle Cartier is it's like. Gabrielle Cartieres was part of this like machine that was popular. She wasn't the breakout star of the show. And no. she like when they were doing press for Beverly Hills 90210, like her big thing that set her apart was that she was like older. <laughs> like that right. was the whole thing was like, I'm an adult with all these kids. And so she hadn't really found like her her thing in the media other than being like a grown up. And I think that's why they're like, oh, she's the grown up of the group daytime shock show that feels adult like (laughs) but like beyond that it was like but what's her deal how does she look at the world differently because when she doesn't have the frame of beverly hills around her that does makes her like everyone else like she's just an adult like i don't know that's one of the weirdest ones that's ever been the gabrielle carteris show well it's now i'm clicking now i'm picturing her at the emmys or something or at the she was like yeah i know who you're talking about like it's one of those moments where you're like someone at fox was like or whatever whatever i forget if it was actually on fox or what network she was on but it was like someone was like hmm she plays the smart journalism student on this show That'll translate to daytime talk. And again, it's like, that's her character, not her. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
you have to know who you are first for any of these talk shows. And uh, um, I mean, not to get too like heady about it, but if you don't know who you are, if you haven't figured it out yet, then you're how are you? How are viewers supposed to know who you are? Yeah. So you should probably go through a lot of therapy before you attempt to host a daytime talk show because you've got to really be daytime. at peace with who you are. Yeah, and celebrate that. Do a whole bunch of stuff. You're like, oh, maybe I'm this person. They're like, okay, well, viewers are like, I don't know who that person is. uh, Yeah. Do you remember one of the first episodes of the Rosie O'Donnell (laughs) show? um, She brought out all her toys that she had about Donny Osmond because she loved him. And he didn't know what her shtick was. So he thought he was being made fun of when, in fact, she was (laughs) like, I have all these toys. I love you. And he, like, made some fat joke, and then it became, like, this runner. Like, he had to come back Mm -hmm. and, like, apologize, and she made him. I mean, she's so smart. She made him dress up like a puppy Mm -hmm. and sing, and they called it Puppy Love, to her Mm -hmm. as an apology. (laughs) She spun it into her own game. Yeah. Like, I'm the fan. Yeah. She knew what her deal was, and I... Yeah, I just think more, I think we all need our, we need our DM talk show hosts to just like know what their deal is and serve us their deal. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, mm-hmm. they'll succeed if they want to. <laughs> if they want to, yeah. right, yeah. There's always yeah, that power card. Yeah, there's always that power card. They can always decide to go home like Tyra did. Tyra is just like, I'm done. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. anymore. I've got other things to do. But, so that's my, that's my theory. That's what I wanted to prepare today. Ah, excellent work. Absolutely. A plus, 100%, uh, um, 4.0. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. 4.0. 4.0. Well, I think it's a great segue into our next game, which is going to be Caitlin and I created a list of celebrities that haven't yet had a daytime talk show, but we think they could. And so, on this theory that they need to have a gimmick, we're going to give you a celebrity, Eric, and we want you to come up with like, how they're gonna be a queen of daytime like what's their deal okay. what's their spin so this is day pitch we're calling it day pitch yeah. <laughs> it's like okay we're we're pitching these shows yeah. I, I, you know what this is great <laughs> people are gonna find the next great daytime talk show from this recording yep, correct. it's like oh yeah there was a nugget there and then they just yeah sent it to that celeb and now they have a hit show yeah we just need the right executive to start listening to this podcast because we are giving them gold Love each it. week <laughs> Love it. Okay, I'm definitely on board. <laughs> All right. Okay, good. Caitlin, you want to give so the first one? The first celeb is Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Okay. <laughs> I think <laughs> I mean, I think right off the bat, no politics. Her whole deal is that she is that she everyone wants to run for president. She's like, I'm never gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I think it is about it, but it is about leadership. So I think her thing is it's the leadership talk show and it's how to be a leader in your family and your business and, and uh, amplifying voices that inspire others um, uh, and how you can become the, the, the next leader and how to, how to find your true self. I think that that would be for her. So let's send it to Michelle Obama. Honestly, true self with Michelle Obama. I'm already signed up. I'm signed up. (laughs) It's already on the DVR. So good. Put it on Netflix. (laughs) Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, this one, I Caitlin put this one in the dock, and I think it's, I, I'm I'm concerned this could happen, and I'm not sure I want to be held responsible. Well, this is why we need to guide it oh, from, no. from oh, no. moment one, because I agree. I think it will happen. I think it will happen, and I can only hope that you're both hired to be in this writer's room to save them <laughs> from themselves. But, Eric, what are we going to do with Justin Timberlake? <laughs> Oh yes, I mean his—he's a 
He's a cool dude. Uh, um, he's a cool guy. Uh, his his deal is being cool. Um, so I would imagine it is a type of imagine watch what happens live, but uh, um, basically stripped of the things that I love of watch what happens live, which is it's kind of like kooky and crazy. Um, it's it's Justin Timberlake with like a thing of whiskey and some other cool friends, and they're all like. It's basically the cool show. He's cool. And uh, um, that's how you, it's a bunch of cool people. I mean, that's probably not for me, uh, but uh, that's what he would do, I think. He's a cool guy. He loves being cool, and we like to see him be cool. I just like that it's called The Cool Show. The Cool Show. It's a cool show with Justin Timberlake. There's something kind I mean, of throwbacky. Yes. Oh, I'm even thinking like the music video for Suit and Tie. Like it is that mm-hmm. band or the Tennessee something. Um, uh, but it is that like Art Deco 1920s. He's in a he's in a suit and tie, and he's you know the tie is like that's uh, a tuxedo with a bow tie around is mm-hmm. undone, and you know he's just hanging out with Jay Z and freaking anybody else who's cool. <laughs> I love it. And- Anyone else who's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love it. All right. So that's greenlit too. Love it. This next one is a a duo that I don't think has ever been fully explored for their full potential. Like in terms of like what they can offer to the pop culture, I think like they they are revered, but I think I think there's a lot more that we haven't seen from them, and that's Venus and Serena Williams. <laughs> They- All right. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I'm already just off the bat going to pitch not sports. Uh, <laughs> I think you can't pigeonhole them like that. Okay. Um, I feel bad because I don't know enough about what they're interested in outside okay. of Venus sports. Venus is a big fashion person. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has a fashion degree. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, then maybe it is something, you know, uh, um, has there ever been like a fashion? I mean, I know there's interior design talk shows. Has there ever been like a fashion Think, talk show? Fab Life, that Tyra Banks one that was like her mm. and Chrissy it was Teigen. A style. It was like a style yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that one is just I don't know enough about. I mean, okay. it's just uh, I don't know enough about them. But uh, I ever I think everyone would watch. I'm such a big fan of of them. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that would be a hit. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love it. Yeah, they're also but I don't only think you like can make it tennis. Yeah, yeah, they're also only like thirty-eight and forty years old. Yeah, they're young. <laughs> like it feels like they, yeah, because they've been super famous for twenty years. So long. Yeah, uh, but All I right. like the idea of like getting. We're, we're gonna send them down the lifestyle in like vain. Maybe this is like E trying to get into the daytime talk show. Oh, oh, I think that would be great. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. This next one, an actor we all know and love, Randall Park. Randall Park. Oh, that is interesting. Well, right off the bat, he is a comedian. Mm-hmm. So I think you would want something. And, it, it, and we're talking daytime, even though I pitched basically Watch What Happens Live. <laughs> um, uh, so I think it would be sort of in that Eleni space. Uh, where it is like, I, I know people always talk about her thing as being positive. I I think when when she first came out, it was like comedy during the daytime. That makes yeah. no sense. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm going to be funny. And she is funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm going to play pranks. I'm going to do games that are funny. She funny, loves to scare just, people. <laughs> she loves to scare people. 
<laughs> um, so I think Randall Park, he is very funny. So I think it would be more in that vein, a little bit of late night during daytime. He'd probably, I would like to see a Randall Park monologue, but I think uh, um, pushing that comedy space, I think it would be a, a, a fantastic if he leaned into that hook. Yeah. Like doing characters. I and, sort of. Uh, being funny. As you're talking, I sort of have this like vision of like the whole sort of like point of view is like when you haven't been to bed yet right like up all night and we're just oh. gonna keep going till like the sun's still the sun's up now we're gonna just that's keep going really fun for like comedy oh. central to do a daytime show that's like for people that are still up yeah. that are about to go to sleep yeah that's funny <laughs> great idea like oh i love that as a as a gimmick or hook or yeah. whatever you want to call it because then you actually could do it. Yeah. It's like everybody gets in the opposite 10, mm-hmm. and then we just start working for the t- 9 a.m. show, mm-hmm. and we are all up all night. And then you kind of get that like loopy exhaustion, and you're like, okay, what are we doing? All right. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I love that. Idea. You <laughs> that should definitely really pitch that. <laughs> so, um, anyways, everyone pretend like you didn't just hear that, and <laughs> we've got some work to do later. Uh, this last one, um, this is a personal. Uh, one that I'm I think is inevitably going to happen because this person has been showing that they love doing the talk show host thing when they step in for James Corden when James has taken vacation and that's Harry Styles. Styles loves sitting <laughs> behind a desk. He loves doing the talk show thing. I think it's inevitable that he's going to he's going to do it. So how how do we help him do it well? I mean, he's he's just young Justin Timberlake. No offense, <laughs> like he's cool. He was he would be the first guest on Justin Timberlake show. So Justin Timberlake would be the first guest on his show. Um, I'm sorry, he's just a cool guy. Everybody loves him. He's cool. His whole deal is being cool, and uh, uh, so I put him over there as well. So, the so it's like late night and late late night. It's the cool show and the cooler show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've okay. got the yeah. eleven thirty and the twelve thirty show. Timberlake's yeah a... at noon, and Harry Styles comes yeah, yeah. on at one. And yes. stick around for Harry Styles. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah, uh, Justin Timberlake's about a daytime drink, and I think I don't know. It feels. Uh, I don't know really that much about Harry Styles, but he feels like uh, this is kind of like a, a a little more I don't know, yeah, CBD oil type vibe. I yeah. I also didn't know much about Harry Styles prior to quarantine, and now I might know too much about Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Went from one extreme to the other. He's uh, he's got a sweater that's being put into the Victorian Albert Museum the, yeah. this week. A little fun fact. Wow. Um, it's insane. You're yeah. like, I don't even, why? Okay, great. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. I've never seen the sweater outside of uh, these news reports, but amazing. Yeah. He's he's having a big week. He was on the cover of Vogue. He's crushing it. Oh, yeah. 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 Huge, huge win. And in Dunkirk. I mean, he, that's this whole world where I'm just like, again, you're doing all the Justin Timberlake stuff. Uh, <laughs> you're doing uh, cool. Dipping into movies. He's a cool guy. He's yeah. a cool dipping into movies. Well, thank you so much for these day pitches. Those are great I think shows. they're all great. I can't wait for all of them. And when uh, Randall Park's show gets greenlit, just please hire me. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, you're the one pitching it, oh. right? Well, I don't know how Hollywood works. You guys are getting boxed out of your own show. <laughs> you know... <laughs> It makes sense for my memoir. It makes sense. It does. It does. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with Caitlin's iconic thesis.
we are back. And oh, yeah. the phone is ringing off the hook because somehow all the network executives already heard about the cool guy show and they think it's cool. <laughs> Amazing. Who is they, Irish? Cool they think we know Timberlake and Styles and can reach them and they're wrong. <laughs> but I'm going to see how long I can play this prank. I'm going to keep pretending like, uh, yeah, he said he'll get back to me in a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Awesome. Very busy. It's election season, you know. They're all busy, so yeah. Election uh, season is now seventeen months, so <laughs> could oh be a while. Boy. Oh no, we got <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to. I broke my own cardinal rule. All right, all right. I will. I will save the day with my thesis. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about who I think are the most iconic daytime duos. <gasps> Um, oh, okay. So I'm going to talk about four duos. Two are lesser known. Two are very well known. And these are the ones I consider the most iconic. And then I have a question for you guys okay. afterwards. Um, so the first duo I want to talk about had a very short-lived talk show in the 90s. It's George Hamilton and his ex-wife, Alana Stewart. Now, <laughs> listeners of the show may be like, didn't she already talk about at length their reality show <laughs> mm-hmm. and shouldn't she stop? Yes. So I won't go too long into them, but they were uh, they are ex-spouses that get along very well and they had a very cute dynamic. I think that someone else should pick up this mantle. I think it's fun. They talked about their like blended family. She also has a kid with Rod Stewart, so mm-hmm. she... <laughs> She would talk about that, uh, which and he's just like throwing his hands up like, well, that shouldn't have married Rod Stewart after me. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it has that like. So there were exes yeah. on the show. Correct. They had oh already my. divorced okay. and yeah. had children with other people. Mm-hmm. So they had. So any ill will was like a long time ago. Right. But they have shared children as well. So they. They are in each other's lives through their son, yeah. but they it's just chaos i don't know if there's any maybe like um like hugh grant and liz hurley could do mm. this an updated version oh. I, I like it's more fun if they share a kid because that gives them an organic reason to be together but right i guess so on lauren's thesis point would the, the their gimmick be you kind of want them to get back together 100 percent. okay <laughs> yeah and that okay. is very and and George and Alana then later had a reality show and they are playing that card mm. really. I mean, it's so uh. odd because they are real humans that are yeah. like, well, we could uh, we could make our son think we're going to get married again for entertainment of millions. <laughs> and everyone's like, um, yeah. I mean, their yeah, son's like forty five now. Hopefully, he's fine. But um, we know he's not. He's at, he's Ashley Hamilton. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, great show. I'm not exactly sure why it didn't take. I think there were just a glut of talk shows in the 90s and they just didn't, mm. they weren't out to the races, didn't didn't get it done. But the second one I want to talk about is another dynamic that I wish someone would do. And this is a duo that were known in the 90s as the Mommies. I loved them. They are what? Marilyn Kentz and Carol Christensen. They had a sitcom and they also had a talk show, neither of which really took off they they were both stand-ups and they were both moms and i think at the time that was like kind of enough of a gimmick like now obviously we know stand-ups are parents but specifically being a mom um so they called themselves the mommies and they were friends they were like friends yeah. doing stand-up and and so their 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 talk show was unfortunately called carol and Marilyn real friends we don't love oh. it yeah <laughs> what's the thing Friendship? Yeah, uh, I think that that 
I think yes. I mean, it was it was before it was slightly before the view. Yes. So I think it had a little bit of sense of like girls gabbing, but it didn't go okay. fully with that. Well, and also, where did they they got their start as like a bit on another show, right? Or am I getting them wrong? Confused as one else. Uh, very possible. I don't know. Because I thought that was part of it was that they like it was a bit on someone else's show that got so popular it steamrolled into other. It has that feel for sure. Yeah. Um. And actually, it was replaced by The View on ABC. The View still going, baby. Still going. Um, But I do like them, and I like that dynamic. It's a good idea. It just hasn't really been like. It's not crystallized into a talk show. And it's been replaced by so many things, like The View directly. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like yeah. Real Housewives has that feel of like, we are moms talking to each other and stuff. Like yeah. this, this was like two Ellen moms. It was maybe just slightly too complicated, but they are funny together. And I do mm-hmm. like them. So thank you. Th- these two examples I just gave, George and Alana and the mommies are sort of like. The deep cuts. Th- they started a spark, you know, they, they had something, oh. but it didn't go yeah yeah they are deep cuts though for I, sure i love the mommies i'm so glad that you brought them up i their palm olive commercials were some of my favorite content growing up so yes yes oh maybe now and I, they were good in that space from the palm olive commercial. yeah <laughs> they were good in that space i don't remember on the show if they did a lot of like cooking segments and stuff that's probably where it should have lived yeah the most mm. and i'm not sure it did i feel like they 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 walked so that like franchises like bad moms could run like without them there's so much content we wouldn't have gotten because they were the first mom that was like acknowledging like "Mm, might be it might not be perfect exactly and i think a show like this would actually work today where people are so fascinated with like like a lot of tiktok is like cleaning tips yeah and like like i think they would do well in that sort of space oh my god are they on tiktok we should reach out and make sure they're on tiktok they could have a resurgence (laughs) okay we will actually make sure that they're on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) just checking in just making sure that you are still on tiktok make sure that you made an account and that you're still using it uh we don't know you we're not your friends (laughs) um so then i'm gonna move into the more iconic territory Mm. i think now this one you guys might say they're not exactly a duo but i think on the view joy behar and Elizabeth Hasselback when they were together. <laughs> what did I write down? I wrote down Joy Behar and Elizabeth Hasselback. Wow. He knew. I'm dying. I, I got my four. So we have one uh, uh, lined up. I am yes. dying. Okay. I thought you guys might fight with me because this is not. They weren't strictly a duo. <laughs> no, they but were. But they were. <laughs> they were comedically absolutely a duo. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they don't. They genuinely do not like each other. But they genuinely know that they're good TV together, yeah. which is yeah. a different thing. And when she came back, oh, my God, when Hasselbeck came back to promote her book on The View, everyone check out that clip because she said she prayed on whether she should write a book. And God said yes. And she said, OK, I will. But I don't want to go on The View to promote it. And then Joy <laughs> goes. And then you remembered The View sells books. <laughs> and she while Joy hates Elizabeth, it is nothing compared to how much she hates Meghan McCain. <laughs> and she basically even said that on the show. She said, I miss fighting with you. Now I have this one. Just points to Meghan. Uh, I I think Joy is the goat of the view of all time. And I think Hasselbeck is to number two. And I hate Meghan McCain. And I do believe she's ruined the show. And not just because she's conservative, because Elizabeth was conservative, but because yeah. she's not a good broadcaster. Yeah. She doesn't like bring a lot 
to it. Whereas Elizabeth understood the Elizabeth really was weird. Such a fun villain. Like you loved to hate yes. it. Like you were yes. like, oh, I hate everything coming out of your mouth, but you're delivering it so well that it makes me hate you more. And I love it. She's so well cast. Yeah. She's such a strange person. Mm-hmm. Like her mm-hmm. backstory was very odd. Like her parents were not conservative. They were liberal. She I don't know why I find this detail odd. She played Division One softball in yeah. college. Like, but you don't get any of that from looking at her. And then like she was on Survivor. Yeah. And then she designed Survivor, shoes for yeah. Puma. And then she was on The View. And it's just like that is the background that we want someone to bring. Now they have multiple political daughters on the show. Mm-hmm. Hate it bad. Um I think also you you genuinely believe Hasselbeck believed everything that she was saying. She's like, this such and such thing is offensive to me. And I think sometimes uh, um, Meghan McCain is like, how will this play for conservatives? Like, they're not going to like that. And you're like, I want you to say that. Uh, I want you to have a point of view. Um, yes, anyway, that is a great thing. point. Yeah, Elizabeth represented herself. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. like guessing about this because she didn't grow up in a political family. That's not how things were spoken about, mm-hmm. which is obviously yeah. what Meghan McCain is thinking about the voter. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't, I hate that. I think uh, that's a different podcast, but I think a lot of times people on the left or, or liberals or whatever will get in that same mode of yeah. what do voters think as opposed to like, what do I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's what Elizabeth and Joy are always bringing you here is my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the exciting thing about Elizabeth too is she seems like one of those people, life just happens to her. Like, I don't think she's at the driver's seat at all. You know what I mean? And she's just on a wacky yeah. ride and it's going <laughs> 180 miles in a 40 and you're like, Okay. And also, well, that was also fueled by the fact her husband was a quarterback and like as his career was sort of flailing, like she would like always be spending part of her time in like Arizona while he was like the backup quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. (laughs) And be like, (laughs) Elizabeth's living part time in Phoenix now. It's like totally nuts. It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's your life. So that, that, thank you guys. I love Jordan's. Now, my number one, and I, people are going to, some people are going to think it's a different version of this show, but I go old school. I go Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah. I think there was no better duo. I think that she loves him mm-hmm. so much and he was fine with her and it was a great <laughs> duo. <laughs> and like, that is a really fun dynamic. Like she would have died for him. And he was like, no, oh, Kathy Lee's talking too much again. <laughs> and like, he was, a lot older, which I don't think I realized as a kid watching them. <laughs> I thought they were like the same age. Me too. But he, she, she had like young kids. He had adult kids. Um, they have a rule, and Regis had this rule. Rest in peace. This year we lost him, but uh, he wouldn't speak to his co-host before being on camera. Kathy Lee loved it. Kelly famously thought it was a little weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I gotta say, I think Kathy Lee struck gold again with Hoda. Yes. I think she yeah. and, she murdered it with Hoda. A totally different person than Regis Philbin. And it's the same dynamic, though. She loves yes. Hoda <laughs> so much. And Hoda's fine with her. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, Kathy Lee is the... like. She was built for daytime. Like, like God was like, let me build a daytime robot. And he gave us Kathy. Like, like that's that's what she's for. That's what she's And I would for. encourage yeah. everyone to find her now defunct podcast. <gasps> yeah. Is about what? Wild. Just interviewing people. She. What's the hook? What's the thing? I mean, 
just that Kathy Lee's nuts? I mean, she interviewed Elizabeth <laughs> Hasselbeck, by the way, and they went to the same church for a while in Connecticut. So you'll learn some there. She interviews Ricky Gervais, who's like... <laughs> They talk about atheism, like, and um, she interviewed her own late husband, which is when she stopped doing the show uh, when her husband died. But it it seemed like the hook was things that were on her mind. Like a hundred percent. There was no hook. It was like she she interviewed. uh, Who's that songwriter? Neil Sedaka. Like, yeah, just like absolutely. Like, these are people I like. Mm -hmm. I will not be pushed into interviewing anyone else. She did interview Kris Jenner, who is her best friend. Um. Yeah. It seemed like she just got to the point where she's like, podcast, that's a place where no one can tell me what to do. I tell them. And she just was like, this is what I want to do. That was how I felt. But you need the you need the dynamic. You need the a Regis or a or a Well, that um, was why I guess like that's why she only interviewed people she was excited about because that's what works with Hoda and Regis is that she's excited to be there with them. So I guess that was sort of her podcast thing was someone I'm excited to talk to. (laughs) And she is also normal. Yeah, they would just be like acting like a guest, and she would be like, yeah. "So you're excited. the number one best in the world." It was a little. It was like not Chris Farley show because it wasn't like remember this. It was like excellence. Yeah, <laughs> honor. Ricky Gervais, go. <laughs> I mean, but, but I also think it is because like she will ask him about not believing in God, and she's a born again Christian, mm-hmm. and she just but she doesn't. She's like, well. He's like, it's fine with me if you're born a Christian. She's like, good. <laughs> and I love you, and I think you're the best. Uh, uh, and she is also deeply conservative, but a great broadcaster. Gotta say it. Um, now, my question to you guys, because there was someone that was not included mm-hmm. in my iconic duos list. And it's, I don't hate this person, but I've never found a love for them. And I want to know why you guys... What do you guys think? Why don't I love Kelly Ripa? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't hate, I don't have a lot of problems with, but her duos, they don't, I don't know. It's not there for me. I will say this. I grew up in a home where we love General Hospital. Like we do. And and gotcha. all of the like ABC soaps, like One Life to mm-hmm. Live, All My Children, General Hospitals, like that was if you were homesick, that's what was on in the on TV because that's what mom was watching. So I grew up with her loving her from my mom's soaps. So when she came on to Regis and Kathy Lee, I was really sad that Kathy wasn't there. Kathy Lee wasn't there because but I really liked Kelly. I will say for me, though, of all of her duos, the one that worked the best was her and Michael Strahan because it was I was no longer thinking about Kathy. Like I was like, OK, I'm not wondering where mom, like why why I have a new mommy like dad's gone too. I have a new mom and a new dad. And People loved Kelly and Mike. I loved it. Um, and I went to a taping of their show once on a my friend's mom was getting married and we turned her wedding weekend into like this weird trip and we kicked off the weekend with going to a taping of Kelly and Michael. Don't I don't know. It just happened. Of course. All right. And they were party time. They were we were so we had like had a few drinks that morning, so we were a little loud. And during that morning? Yeah. It was a weird weekend. (laughs) And we were so excited because Christine Baranski was gonna be there and we lost our minds. 
And during a commercial break, Kelly and Michael walked over and they were like, y'all are so excited for Christine. What is up? And like, talk to us. And they were so funny and so nice. And just like, I loved it. It was, that was probably the most fun I've ever had at a taping. I've been to a few. And I think it's, they were just like delightful and fun and great. pleasant. See, I think you hit the nail on the head though. I have no relationship to daytime soaps mm-hmm. at all and have never mm-hmm. seen an episode of General Hospital. I I like that she's from that family. I like that she's like an ABC gal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like that she had the hope and faith. She, I mean, like, I like, like it, but only like intellectually. Like, I don't feel drawn to her the way I do, Kathy Lee. But maybe wait, she was on hope and faith. Yeah, was she one of the two? Yeah, she was hope. She was hope. No, wait, maybe. Oh. no, no. She was faith. Oh, faith Ford played hope, and that is just yeah, that's confusing. A little annoying. What? Okay. Yeah, actually, there's a clip. I didn't put that together. The yeah. audio. I mean, is, I knew that faith Ford was in it, but yeah, yeah. The audio is too bad to share on this. Uh, but if anyone looks up YouTube, there is a episode of Hope and Faith where Kathy Lee guest stars. Yep, and they play waitresses at a diner. And Kathy Lee says that you're uh, like, it's it's some sort of meta moment where mm. she's just like, you're just doing a younger version of me. Uh, and people <laughs> are hollering in that studio audience. They love it. And you're going to love it too. Yeah. Well, I think I, 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 I like uh, uh, Kelly. I think, I, I think it, she uh, agreed when she was Strahan was the strongest. Um, Cause it is like, I think, with Rita, I, I, this now we're going back into like mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. dynasty and how we switch off. I'm holding up two fingers mm-hmm. for people who can't. Uh, if you've got <laughs> Regis, I feel like when we started, it was Regis driving mm-hmm. and Kathy Lee kind of being herself and and just there for the ride and having fun, like driver and fun person. Mm-hmm. And then when Kelly came in, she was really kind of driving, and Regis got to be the fun one, where he's like, "Hey, what are we doing over here? What's yes. that? Oh my and, god!" Yes. And uh, I think that dynamic is best. And so Kelly is still driving. And Michael Strahan is, is I think, just a very fun passenger. Mm-hmm. And he can be like, whoa, what is that? Oh, my God, that's crazy. Um, so you, I think that dynamic really helps uh, uh, both of them shine. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I need to watch more Kelly and Michael. I need to go back to the YouTube. Kelly and Michael but were really well matched. I can't forgive Kelly for for bringing more Ryan Seacrest into the world. No, and to that, like I have, I have not watched, and I I watched a lot of Kelly and Michael, and I of course watched Kelly and Regis, and I watched Regis and Kathy Lee, but I can't get, I can't support Kelly and Ryan. I just can't, I can't do it. I can't. What do we think happened with Strahan going to Good Morning America? Like what happened? That I don't know. I, it seems I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't. Maybe it's. I have no idea. I don't know if it's I I've heard I've read mixed things. There was lots of rumors that it was like a a personality clash between the two of them. But then I also have read and I kind of buy this that it was just he got in his head that GMA was more prestigious. And when the opportunity came to him it and like that I read I forget where I read this of some blog post that was basically like the rumors of Kelly and Michael having drama are that drama didn't happen until Kelly found out he was leaving the drama came because she felt betrayed that he left because prior to that allegedly they had been fine but then you never know maybe who knows maybe she thought they were cool and maybe she was low-key being awful or I don't know yeah to me that is so weird I grew up in a home where we only ever watched today yeah we watched to- so mm. good morning america isn't prestigious at all in my mind because it is not today show baby yeah. <laughs> also okay. maybe just yep. money 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you got more money, he ha- it has to be easier because you're yeah. not driving the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, but something about it is there's definitely some detail that we just do not know. Yeah, something. And I also there. think there's no way to know like what he sees for his own future. Yeah, like, yeah. If it, in 20 years, like uh, if I'm happy that what I envision is me hosting a, a you know a talk show, then you stay. If what he sees is becoming like a production mogul, then you want to kind of dip your toes in yeah, lots of different things. Yeah, that's true. It too. did sort of start to. I feel like when he made the move to GMA, you did start to see him doing other stuff. So maybe the Kelly and Michael contract was just too much of a straitjacket. Like, I don't know. Like, I wonder if there's just so much too much because I feel like he does more stuff independently now than he ever did when he was. on. But honestly, why does Seacrest want to do it? Like, to me, I mean, Seacrest is an animal, like obviously has no real life and like doesn't sleep. But like he's doing so many things. It just feels I guess he just like loves Kelly. I don't know. I think he just loves. I think he loves it. I think he does it for fun. Yeah, that's true. I will say this. Why not? I mean, the few clips I've seen, they seem like they're having a blast. I just don't. It's a party that looks like they're having fun, but I don't want to go to the party. Right. Huh. I mean, he still does his radio show, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like three hours every yes. day on top of producing a million shows. Yeah. And so I wonder if it is just like, I like this format and talking. And I guess so. so. Yeah, let's do it over here with my friends. He's like, I'm already taking so many drugs and I can't, I'm not going to sleep during those hours anyway. That's true. Like, I miss the old Regis and Kathy Lee thing too, where they had a bunch of newspapers on the table. Oh, I love and they newspapers. Would, they would act like organically. It came out like Regis. Did you see this? Uh, we're gonna start like, charging for uh, uh, for checked bags. I miss. And then that's like forty I adore minutes. That. I miss them. I miss Gelman. Oh, I yeah. yes, Gelman was so important. So important. Gelman felt like an uncle. Like I was like Uncle Gelman. Like that's how he felt to me growing up. So I do have one dream duo that I'd be interested to hear what you guys if you think it would could work. Okay. It, it would be in a in a in a Regis and Kathy Lee style show. But do you think that they could be a duo on screen, Oprah and Gail? Oh. Because Gail has come into her own a mm-hmm. lot since Oprah retired. Like she's done a lot of big interviews. She's known like more independently from oprah than she was before yeah and she brings she's a mom Mm -hmm. oprah's not like oprah's oprah like could they be it's you're never gonna be an equal with oprah but is it gonna be close enough on camera what do you think no yeah Uh, yeah i'd be surprised i love gail i think she's amazing and does a great job on the early show and she's like i think has all all these wonderful journalistic chops so if anything i think the only way it would work is if in that uh, driver analogy if she's the driver Mm -hmm. yes and then we see like a version of oprah that we've never seen before which is her like kind of in retirement like i'm a billionaire and having fun and i'm not driving gail you're driving and i'll do a little commentary throughout would, that could work it could work but i don't think it would ever i don't think they would ever put their relationship in a precarious situation like that yeah i mm. just can't see them ever taking that risk i don't think they could ha- i don't think that they would be able to sustain like a, a like a daily talk show but now that we're saying this i do want them to do like some sort of like special like a one-off gail and oprah special with that dynamic would be so fun I want a taste of it, but I don't want it. I don't. Want, I'd be too scared the whole time that they were gonna fight. 
and not be friends mm. anymore. So, but give me a I special. I mean, they have done, they did do like the road trip episodes for Oprah. They've done right. some Oprah episodes that I, but, I totally see what you're saying. And I don't think they would fully, but I think specials or like, like, um, like something like what David Letterman's doing right now with Netflix, yes. where it's like mm. four episodes yes. and Gail is in the driver's seat and Oprah gets. I could I could see Oprah playing second banana in like a short run thing, <laughs> but not regularly. Forever. Yeah. yeah. But it would be fun. Okay. And then could Lauren and I do it? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I have you. I wrote down. I wrote down my four iconic ones, and uh, right there, number four, we got uh, Caitlin and Lauren. And we would put our friendship on the line. That's fine. Oh, we yes. already yes. have. We don't. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely think so because I think that is you guys do have that dynamic, and you will respect the the driver, and I think you'll switch off. From yeah, we'll switch segments. off. But, yeah. um, but you're not both driving it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, here's Lauren's thesis, here's Caitlin's thesis. Wow. Uh, uh, and then and then you you passenger it, be weird in your own weird different ways. Um, and then you turn off driver, you switch seats. Uh, <laughs> oh this is this is so exciting. You know who's going to try to do this probably in a limited run that we just pitched for Oprah and Gail? I'm sure Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper are gonna try to do this. Yes, yeah. there you have the driver they're, passenger mm-hmm. yeah. dynamic right there. And they do all those live shows that they love. I bet they're going to do like a Netflix talk show version. Yeah. Yeah. So get well, one ready. Thing, uh, the, the, have you guys listened to Making Oprah? It's from <gasps> no. WBEZ Chicago. Uh, it is, I strongly recommend. So this get out is, my phone and download, even though we're yes. <laughs> recording. I so they, cannot afford they, to forget. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did making Obama. They right. later did making Beyonce. Uh, they did making Oprah. And one of the real. It's the whole thing's great. But one of the best little chunks of it was during that period before Oprah really figured out who she was, and she was doing all the kind of like weird shows. Uh, um, the trend, the switch happened because, and I think about this all the time. She told her team, "I want when we are planning our show, I want every segment to have a clear intention." What is the intention of doing this segment? Mm -hmm. So when somebody pitches, what if we give everybody a car? It's like, okay, well, what's the intention behind that? Just giving people cars, that's not a good intention. Right. Uh, So then they said, like, what if we give everybody a car and everybody in the audience needs a car, is struggling, could use a car, needs it to get to work. And it's like, ah, the intention is helping these people with a car. It's not just an empty stunt. So like that intention thing, I think is so important and great. Mm-hmm. So I, I would want to, I wonder with the Gail and Oprah, what is the intention of that to show friendship? Is it to highlight different people? What is the intention of? Yeah. Amazing. Oprah's a genius. Now I want to see. Truly. I want to see Oprah and Gail's special with the intention of like celebrating life after retirement, right? Like, yes, like second chapters or like, you know, like dismantling the like bullshit of ageism and just like yeah. women, female identifying badasses that are supposedly yes. out to pasture, but oh no, they're not. Also, I'm like, what I'm do you that. do yeah. in retirement? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. even assuming you're financial financially stable, which most people aren't, aren't. But like, like my dad is considering retiring, and he's like, "But I don't know what I do every day." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have a great answer for you." 
Yeah. Well, because we don't have we don't have examples to look at. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do what such and such is doing, or like, oh, uh, what do you do in retirement? It's just kind of like a mystery box vacation, but you can't vacation yeah. for years and years and years. Um, you got to do something. Oh my God, it's Maybe called... I could open up like a woodworking shop. Yeah. Or I don't know what people do in retirement. This is why we need the show. And they could talk and they could talk to like people from all different backgrounds, like average Joes per- yeah. and to like, you know, celebrities who have had second acts. Oh my God, it could be called Retirement Party with Gail and Oprah. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely. Straight to Netflix. Uh, uh, biggest hit on the on the platform. I, I mean, that would be amazing. Retirement party with oh Jesus! Wow. Well, we have to work on these pitches. We got a lot uh, of pitches to work on. Um, Eric, was there anyone that didn't get mentioned from your sticky note for dynamic duos, or did we hit them all? Uh, oh, Joy and and Hasselbeck. Uh, I I split the ticket. I did iconic duos. Hoda and Kathy Lee. Gotcha. Uh, for truly introducing drink, like, just the way Ellen introduced comedy mm-hmm. to, to daytime, introducing the drinking element. Yeah. Um, and just Lucy Goosey, and then Regis and Kelly. I did like their dynamic uh, a lot because it was like it was a challenge. But Regis flipped. He was the kind of driver. Yeah, I think and then you're he got right. To be kind of kooky old man. Yeah. Um. Uh, I really like the dynamic, and I think they are iconic. Just they are, as, uh, they are iconic. Are. I mean, it is amazing that he kept that show going. Yeah, after a co-host left after 15 years, you would not really yeah. expect it to work. Nope. Yeah, reinvented. He sat in her seat basically. Uh, now I'm going to be the weird one. Yeah. Genius. Uh, well, Eric, now that the stand stands have fallen in love with you. Where can they find you <laughs> online? Uh, I yeah, I'm on Twitter uh, at Eric Cunningham. Uh, I mean, that's the only place I live now. Basically, <laughs> you know, there's no UCB shows to come see. Nope. Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on at Eric Cunningham. Uh, oh, and also watch the Drew Barrymore yeah. show. Yes, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, you can go to uh, I forget the website, but it's DrewBarrymoreTV.com, I think, or the Drew Barrymore show. Just Google yeah. it, guys. I feel like it's something Just that people Google can probably it. find pretty easily. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post some links in case you're having trouble finding this, you know, yes. <laughs> iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's true, Barrymore. She's just up and coming. You may have heard oh, of her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm excited. And I'm, I'm excited now when I watch Drew Barrymore, I'm going to be like, I wonder what the intention was for this bit. Oh, I'm going to be yes. looking for your intentions, Eric. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. Most of the time, the intention is like, isn't this a crazy story? <laughs> Can't wait. That's my new game. And spot the intention. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Awesome. Well, Stan Stans, you know you can follow us at We Stand Social. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're actually posting on TikTok. Ooh. Yes, we are. Uh, follow us. Slide into those DMs. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to talk about. A guest you think we should have. You know I have no shame. I'll DM anyone. <laughs> absolutely all right stan says well i will see you soon or talk to you soon i guess we're not really seeing each other yeah probably not all right bye <laughs>